odd we were able to find an unsexy album cover. They don't. There's no context. We just started. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast. It is Friday night, which means we are we're finicking and we're gonna we're gonna start and sit and we're gonna get you all ready for the big football weekend. And I'm here with the nastiest of Lyles and the loveliest of Emily June Calhouns. That's, woo. When, that's when everyone goes woo. Oh. Hey, hey friends. <laughs> um we've got a lot of we could talk about Thursday night football, we can talk about uh, we could talk about a lot of things, but I think what everyone wants to know, Lyle, is uh, the Pasadena experience and uh, drunk Andrew Bottom. How'd it go? You know. <gasps> did you guys go to that game together? We did. And, you know, God bless Bottom. I tell you what, biggest sweetheart out on the, out on, at the Rose Bowl. He, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. We had a blast. I mean, the Kip part of that story was probably the best part. Um, so wait, you guys really ended up next to each other by just complete coincidence? Coincidence. We didn't even, we wow. we called Steph and we were like, hey, Stephanie, we're here. She was like, oh, come tailgate here. And by the time we got there, it was like 30 minutes before the game. So they were like, oh, we already left. Sorry, man. Uh, hit us up. Maybe we can catch you at some other point. He's literally, I shit you not, behind me. I was section. It's a huge win. Unbelievable. Biggest win of the Well, yeah, I don't want to spoil alert. That was the biggest it win was... of the day. You can say it. That, that was the biggest so win of the biggest day. Biggest win of the day. Yeah. Um, wow. But literally, that right behind you, it was, it was absolutely crazy. And um, then, and then uh, everything was going great. The game was tough. But then uh, you sent the text. Uh, well, you sent the text that was like kind of like a full bit foreshadowing of... Uh, Everybody's loving bottom. Bottom's winning everyone over. Please, before we go, continue. What does that mean? Well, we would sit down. I mean, obviously, big UCLA crowd. And you know what? I will say this. If we lost anybody, I'm glad it was UCLA because they're the kindest of our foes. Better than losing to... If it was like the Ducks, we all would have been arrested. USC, we would have been arrested. I mean, God forbid UW or anything like that, but... Uh, but bottom, like he would be talking up just random people who are sitting next to us in full UCLA jerseys. And he'd be like, you know, I got to be honest, I work for UCLA. <laughs> so he would be very like, add the disclaimer, <laughs> making friends with everybody. It was, it was honestly, it was a fun, fun afternoon. The worst part was the worst part, but. Wow. Well, and then, then, well because so then. The text came through. I'm going to look it up exactly. I don't want. I don't want to misrepresent, no. but um, yeah, we the game was going on. Uh, we were winning. You know, we, it wasn't a good first half, but then we had that inner pick six right before the half, so it's ten nine. And then we come out, we score a touchdown. Everything's going great. The third quarter could have been better, but you know, we're still in the lead. And then uh, bottom. 
Says oh, scrolly, scrolly, scrolly. We're all like, Goku, scoop and score. I know exactly what you're say. Boy, if we bottom win. Bottom text, best yeah. season ever, which is, uh, oh no, that's him talking about his own draft. Okay, this is what he says. If Cougs win, it'll break my UCLA versus WCU jinx of 2019. That was at 2.39 p.m. And right after that, I believe, we went six drives in a row fumbling and punting our ways to a loss and everyone thumbed down everything on the thread i just i am without words we've been doing this for such a long time i feel like he knows how jinxes work i think he knows how cooking it works i think he knows i think he knows i know this is you know, I talk about it with April, and she was like, you know, you can't say that. Don't be too hard on bottom. But, you know, at some point, like, again, I've been a Coug long enough, uh, and all of us, I mean, Emily, Julian, yourself, we all the majority know. majority of our lives almost at this point. You just can't say anything. You just don't say anything. <laughs> you just don't say anything. You can talk about whatever you want, but we're we're in the moment. We're watching it. You can't text your mom about it no you can't you just can't say anything you can't do that so like when you say that the ucla people liked him do you think they like like fresh fish you know they were like oh this guy's gonna jinx it we're gonna we're gonna win this uh, game have you met this fan i mean i <laughs> i don't know maybe that maybe they did uh he does you know he is an innocent man he comes across as an easy mark. I can see yeah, that. Total I mark. Total fresh fish. Uh, but honestly, is, I think like fresh it was fish a term. I feel like I think it's a prison term when they bring people right? into prison and they're like nice, nice people. They say fresh fish. Really? I feel like they say something else, and I feel like you. They probably say something meaner, but you're, that's. You're just making that up. No, no, it, it was in that well, documentary. Is that a term? It was in a documentary fresh called fish? "Half Baked Fresh Fish." I feel like fresh meat is a term. Fresh meat's another term. And like, there's a different term about fish, and I feel like you are mm -mm. combining them. I'm not fresh fish. Okay. That's what they say when you go into yeah. prison and you're handsome okay. and nice. Okay. Now, I know we have the winner and loser. Now yeah. we need a fresh fish. fish? Yeah. So That's for, good. For like a sit. I'll clip it out of this. We'll keep a it for sit or start. We need a fresh fish. Great <laughs> like, week. Looks like Chris Antez hasn't uh, replaced his people off of a bye. And you know what that means? Fresh, fresh fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. And if so, yeah, if it's not a term, it soon will be. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Bottom. You're not you're not allowed to go to any of the UCLA games anymore. As if we had any more, Bottom. That was the last one, and you ruined it. Which is, I don't know, why well, just just bat a thousand, right? Just you know, go out like you came in, finish strong. Having said that, we had a wonderful afternoon, and it was it was a great time to uh, see everybody, see Kip, Yay. at least see a few coobs. And you know what? Hey, if Oregon beats UW tomorrow and we go on to beat Oregon the following week, it's as if it never happened and we're still controlling our own destiny. Totally. Let's do it. Let's let the dominoes fall as they will. And frankly, even if UW wins, we still <laughs> control our own destiny. We just got to win it. Let's also 
bad timing. UCLA's got a rookie quarterback. He'll be better. I think UCLA will finish ranked, and they have, I think, the best defensive end in the draft. So, eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, all right. So, tonight, uh, start and sit advice. We'll talk some Thursday night football. Emily is going to flag our underdog quarterbacks. We don't have a sound effect for that. I'm just going to give you the – I'm just yeah, we're going to keep the reggae horn going. Underdog quarterbacks. <laughs> And um, I think we'll this will be we'll kick it all off with what there's there's a topic in all of podcasting that I think we have to address and we're gonna do it in our first matchup which is Bliss versus Stephanie. Um, ben Bliss doesn't have the interesting story. Ben Bliss has stuff that's fine. If Kirk Cousins gets traded, fine. Ben Bliss has something exciting there. But um, his roster is pretty straightforward. I'm here. And you would think looking at Stephanie's roster is to talk about Joe Burrow and how like he is playing Seattle, but he seems to be on the up and up after a, the miss, maybe the most horrific imaginable start, which I will admit Emily flagged in one of our preseason episodes as doesn't he have a calf injury? And I laughed really loud and said, ha ha ha. You can have your preseason calf injury. I'll take Joe Burrow. Anyway, turns out, uh, she was right about that. That was a thing. Um, maybe it's better. Maybe it's not. What we really want to talk about is the Niners. Because every podcast is talking about them being the best in football. And Lyle, I need I need to know. Are the Niners the best in football? And Emily, I need to know. Is Brock Purdy underdog quarterback the real deal? Uh, we'll start. Lyle, start. Are the Niners real? Uh, I mean, Niners are real. Aww. And and I think I it pains me to say it. Uh, and just to tease the second part of that, I don't think it's Brock Purdy. I, they just have the strongest line. They have the, the strongest line. They can run however they want. They can have Brock Purdy, you know, do whatever he wants back there too. And that that ultimately, that's why the New York Giants, it doesn't matter what they do for Daniel Jones. That's why their team sucks. And the reason that the Niners are good is because they have a huge, uh, powerful, and agile front five. And honestly, they can do whatever they want on offense. They have so many weapons that they've paid for. I mean, it, it is a scary team to go against. Having said that, you know, the season is long, and will things change? Yeah. But, I mean, they, they do look like the best the best team. And I would not be surprised if they have a, a one loss season. Well, you know, Super Bowl, different story, but speaking they're... of the San Francisco defense, there might be a fresh fish alert later when we talk about their game against Cleveland. But before we get there, uh, Emily, you've been uh, analyzing, you've, you're on a hot streak of knowing uh, quarterback value with uh, Joe Burrow's calf, Russell Wilson's career, and Geno Smith's comeuppance. So, uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, no, I think Lyle brings up a really good point. They do have a really strong line, and that could be, like, the entire reason that he's doing really well. It, you could substitute perhaps any top. We were talking about his offensive line. I think he was talking about his defensive line. Oh. No, Emily's correct. I was, I was talking about their offensive line. But uh, 
to that point, their defense is their, their defense is also one of the like, best in the league. Like, you really don't yeah. have to I guess split hairs because yeah, I mean Trent Williams is like thirty six years old somehow, but yeah, <laughs> all right, it's fine. Um, so yeah, I think the thing is, I I love Brock Purdy and I love watching him play and I love watching him succeed because. Everyone talked so much shit about him, and he was such an underdog. And like seeing, like every time he succeeds, it, it just—I don't know—and that's how I feel about all underdogs, kind of. Like when you prove people wrong, like that—that's—I don't know—it's fun for me to watch that. Um, but Lyle, is, I, I think Lyle brought up something important that yeah, you you have such a strong line. And you have such a strong scheme with uh, the well, the entire team that exists and everything that Shanahan has produced. You probably could put any half-talented quarterback there, and they would do fine. But, 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 but I don't, I don't think he's just a half-talented quarterback because, like, <clears throat> um. So I was listening to was it the Ringer that said he's. He's like, you could substitute Jimmy G for him and it would look the same. And he's not the same as Jimmy G, but he's different. And I think that's kind of the crux of it. Everyone is like talking shit about him and saying like, oh, he's basically just the same as Jimmy G, but like a little bit different. And like, that is the key, right? Like, but he is a little bit different. Like he does things just a little bit differently and it turns out to be a little bit better. And I, it is fun to see the the things that he does and he it i don't know it's fun to watch him well that's no i and i think if you could just if you could put your hatred for the 49ers aside and just look I at it objectively and I, I, and I know you can't and i know you can't but if you could just like look at it objectively i think you would agree nope i no i i don't but i mean i agree with both of you in a lot of ways i do agree that his weapons and his line and his team are incredible. And you could put probably just about everyone, if not anyone, in that position and they would succeed. Maybe not in the same way, but it... And then I would think that if then, on the flip side, if you took Brock Purdy and put it on, like what Lyle mentioned, the Giants, Brock Purdy on the Giants is not making headlines in my mind. Maybe he does better. Who knows how he works with Dayball's system. I do think he's probably smarter than Daniel Jones, but he doesn't have the R <coughs> and he certainly isn't faster. So I don't, I don't think I'm not saying Brock Purdy is awful. I do think he is in the twenties to thirties. No, as far as he's not talent. awful. A lot of people are saying he's in the top 10. He's I not just awful. wanted to specify that I wasn't saying <laughs> I thought he was awful, Okay, but I don't think he's the top 20 quarterback skill wise. I think he's on a team that, raises you up the rankings about 10 points just because or 10 spots because of how talented everyone who's around him and this is this is the one thing that we haven't seen oh no just it, that's so interesting as someone who thought that russell wilson was a hall of fame let's use that as a speaking, learning device spe speaking of a, a team lifting the quarterback, russell wilson does have something that brock purdy maybe does not and it was something he was able to do on the seahawks and he definitely can't do for the broncos which is what happens when you're down what happens when you're losing Brock Purdy's never been in a we're going to lose this game scenario. 
and we haven't seen it yet. So, like, you can't just start cementing the Brock Purdy is the next coming of Tom Brady timeline. No one said he's the next coming of Tom Brady. We're just saying that he is, uh, for for as much shit as people talked about him and said that he was, like, the, the bottom QB of the league, he's actually performing pretty well. Who's no, saying he's no, the bottom quarterback? We're a, just saying, a lot of people, people talk well, shit about well, him. Well, well okay. Then let's, no one's saying he's Tom Brady. Let's but cement he's... his ranking. Is he? Okay. In finicky, he is. Scroll, clicky, clicky, looky, looky. Position rank three. Booby dooby. Position rank three. Is he the third best quarterback? Look at the size of that neck. Is he the third best quarterback in football? Emily Jean Calhoun or Lyle? I I mean, I would say no. No. I agree. I would say no. Okay. Is he the 10th best quarterback in football? um, I think. 10th or above, I guess. I think you would be hard pressed to find eleven quarterbacks better than him right now. Yeah. Wow. And I, I honestly, I would agree with that. No. And I think what Emily was actually saying before, and you can talk about, you know, the Niners last year had Trey Lance and Jimmy G in Brock Purdy's role, and they both had, you know, a solid chance to be the guy. Uh, I guess Trey didn't really. But I don't well, think Jimmy he'll G ever have. Jimmy G is that. currently leading the league in interceptions, so I don't he know is, if Jimmy G was ever very good. To say that Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy G, I don't think is an overstatement. I never loved Jimmy G, and we all know he's better than Trey Lance because Trey Lance is Trey Lance. Very well, true. Trey, Go ahead. Trey Lance gets hurt a lot, right? Like he just he's he's an owie monster. No, he's more than an owie monster. Trey Lance. I think what we're, we're starting to believe and starting to understand, and I'm, this is kind of going with the rookie conversation that we haven't really had yet, um, but like this year's rookies are so good compared to last year's rookies. And last year's rookies were so much better than the rookies before that. We're starting to believe that maybe there was a COVID bubble of athlete, mm. that the guys just didn't have the same chance. That's what Trey Lance was. The guy, he had one season in below FBS football where he threw no interceptions in a full football season on the COVID year, which is like eight games. He did not play high school quarterback a whole lot. He did not play college quarterback a whole lot. And then he got drafted to the NFL with all these athletic tools. And I think Shanahan was probably thinking, I can make this work. This guy has all the tools. I'll just I'll just coach him into being a great NFL quarterback. And it didn't work. And the more we look back on that draft, unless he got Trevor Lawrence, it didn't really matter who he drafted. Justin Fields is still up in the air because he's had two good games. But before that, you probably thought he was a bust. Mac Jones is melting down in front of everybody's eyes. Uh, And Zach Wilson. Those are all the same draft. And... uh, we all thought that they were all franchise quarterbacks. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe would Zach Wilson do well in a Niner system? I don't know. I don't know what they could have done. They couldn't even draft him. They couldn't, couldn't even reach him. So, all that to say. Uh, Wait, isn't Zach Wilson doing pretty well? No. No. He almost beat. They had that good game. And he almost beat the, the Chiefs. But. 
I don't think anyone thinks he's doing well, very well. Well, so last year, last year was bad for that. him. And maybe my my perspective is colored because I only really watched him against the Broncos. But like looking at it, the wire. Oh, Lyle can tell you. He just had to pick a quarterback off the wire. There's only one active quarterback right now on the wire uh, who's projected. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, because of Tyrod Taylor. So these are both backup quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor, PJ Walker, the only starting quarterback. Who is on the wire and not picked up by a team in fantasy? Finicky is Zach Wilson. But to be fair, he's not a starting quarterback because he Aaron Rodgers. He was also a backup quarterback. Yeah. So technically, all of those folks are backup quarterbacks. So yeah, he's a backup quarterback, and and it's not going well. So yeah, it's essentially Zach Wilson is the Trey Lance. Like Trey, if Dak Prescott goes down, right. Trey goes in. Well, I mean, Cooper Rush, I guess, is still there, too. Well, Justin Fields is uh, still playing. But, like, honestly, with him and Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, you could say they're starting quarterbacks. The rest, you could say, were all backup quarterbacks drafted in the top yeah. 20. Yeah. So. But if but this if you're looking at this year's rookie class, and, again, I drafted Anthony Richardson. You can see him right there on the IR. He burned he left, hot and bright for a short period of time. Yeah, close to the sun. So he, he left the first game. After bumping his noggin, I think a term or a phrase you coined last time. Yep. If he doesn't bump his head. Those are football terms. He left with a concussion, I think, the next game. And now he's out IR with a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. This guy is the Derrick Rose of NFL. Oh, that's a good comparison. That's right. Flew too close to the sun. Um, I mean, and he's, I think, like, what is his position rank in the four... Three and a half games he played, he has more points than almost everybody else. That's right. He got hurt, and he still got top ten numbers, and he didn't finish the game. Okay, we're gonna move on from Brock Purdy. I was gonna say I did mention the Brady thing. I do think people are looking for Brady. It's just a storyline that happens when Hall of Fame dudes retire. Everyone looked for the next Kobe. Everyone looked for the next Jordan. I feel like they look for the next Brady, but. Those comparisons maybe aren't happening yet. Wait, I have a question. Is well, there is there a chance that the next Brady is in the league right now? Like, did did Brady or um, Pey- Peyton Manning or uh, Brett Favre, like any of these like enormous quarterbacks, did they ever have a slow start? Like, yeah, it, well, like yeah. yeah, let's talk about the possibility that like the next Tom Brady is in the league right now. Super interesting because yeah, Peyton Manning came from a different era. I mean, back then, you would wait for a quarterback for two or three years to, like, develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays, they just arrive more NFL-ready, and we just don't wait that long anymore. Yeah, I think in his first season, Peyton Manning threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, and I think maybe the same thing was with Phillip Rivers. Like, yeah, back then, you just... You gave him more of a runway. Um, but, like, Brady, obviously, I think they even gave him the same narrative. Is he part of this? Is he a system quarterback? Is this just because of Bill Belichick? So did he go? Was he drafted straight to the Patriots? Who? Brady? Yeah. Oh wow. And he, he was. Started- he fell through Bledsoe. Our Coog, our yeah. fellow Coog, oh, got wow. injured, and Brady took over. Oh, and it was actually wow. Bledsoe. I think he came. He was ready to play in the playoffs, but they said, you know what? No, Tommy's gonna. We're, this is Tommy's team, and he and I think they ended up losing in the. Uh, I don't know at what point they lost that season, the postseason. 
But he took him far enough that the following season, Bledsoe kind of got the axe. And then they won the Super Bowl. Boogs have an extra reason to hate Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. If he okay. didn't hate enough. Okay, Brady. yeah. All right, interesting. All right. Well, all of that to say, uh, I don't, I'll, I'll believe it if he climbs out of a hole. Once Brock Purdy starts climbing out of a hole and when he's got that, like, there's two minutes left, Brock Purdy's going to make something happen, maybe I'll start to believe it. But right now I just see him throwing wide open dudes that uh shanahan created and i'm also full transparency a little bit worried cal is gonna be seven soon and we're getting to the window where he starts to pick his favorite team and i swear to god if the niners win the super bowl i'm worried well he does he loves the color red he does like the color red i'm not enjoying this yeah it's whenever there's a red team whether it be the Cardinals or the uh, who the Chiefs, uh, the like, yeah, any any red team, he's like, oh, I I love the red team. Like he just, yeah, he's. So I'm concerned. I'm very 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 concerned. All right, we can't. Well, now, that. have you thought about this? Make him anytime sleep outside, the 49ers are playing, you just say, oh, that's the Cougars, go Cougs. Oh. He's going to bait and switch, and then for and just lead him to believe if they, you know, win or they do well, it's the Cougars doing well. Later on in life, he's like, well, it's really weird because actually the Cougars did win the Super Bowl (laughs) in 2023. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you don't remember that year? Dad, you told me about that year. (laughs) It's it's a clever idea. I do fear that it will not work. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, anyway, (laughs) I'll keep you posted on that. In fact, I'm going to bring Cal on the pod sometime, <laughs> and we're going to talk about Brock, and we're going to see if we can win this battle right now. We're just going to nip it. We're going to nip it in the bud. Um, April was asking about Venom today. That's the last I'll say of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I almost Ooh, got it. It's, it's the almost pod. time for the Halloween podcast. That's right. We're getting there. Cal will deliver a Spider-Man and Venom update. All right. I'm in for it. I will 100% do it. (laughs) Um, Final bit on this. Okay, so we got Matt Rapp with this match. We got distracted. Bliss versus Stephanie. I love that they're both playing zeros against each other with Gibbs and Sanders. I'm assuming they're going to fix that. Um, uh, I don't know if the Kirk Addison stack is going to be a big thing. I I, I, I don't know. Why am I echoing? Why am I echoing? Okay, so what's going to be the start sit advice for you? I. Nasty, we're, we're going to give start stint advice because, like, I don't know. They're going to both look at their rosters in the morning and see that they've got Gibbs and Miles Sanders at zeros. Let's look at this bench. Who do they start? Who do they pump into this lineup to for each one of them? Who are they going to pump in there? I mean, well, Bliss doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have an option. It's either Marquise Brown, who I think you have to go in over oh, Rashid yeah. So I think he's he's stuck there. He's got to use Brown, uh, right? Also, this is credit. I played him last week when my team absolutely melted. Uh, Addison and Cousins was was a murderous stack, oh, and now no. that JJ is gone, I think that's a solid one-two punch you have right there. And they're playing Chicago. That's uh, true. That's that's a good one. All right. So okay, I obviously. Say Sanders, I don't. I mean, Cam Akers, I guess. Do you think now, it's you Smith and Jigba time yet? Yeah. JSN. Do JSN. I did hear that Rondale Moore might be getting running back snaps. 
Because, you know, they're trying to fill in that Connor, James Connor role. I don't know if that's real. I don't know if that's real. Mm-hmm. Just exciting. Fight, fire, fight, fight Cardinal with Cardinal. Maybe one of them throws in Marquise Brown. One of them throws in Rondale Moore. We let them settle this in the ring. Um, all right. Well, that's exciting. Uh, and then for the X Factor. What's the X Factor in this football game? Um, Emily, what do you think? Uh, is, is Brock Purdy the X Factor in this game? Well, who, which player is going to decide? Kenneth Walker? K-9? Oh, um, wait, sorry. I went and got water, and oh. I came back. And so when you say game, you're not talking about a real game. No. You're okay. about the fantasy game. Lyle, you're going to help her. What's What do you think Emily thinks is the X factor to this game? Well, to me, I think as Emily talked about Brock Purdy, I think he could be an interesting X factor uh, if he does have an off game, which I was reading on the ESPN thing. I think Field Yates had a had a video on that. However, I say Joe Burrow could be because Joe this season is like a boomer bust dude. Yeah. Um, he is playing the Seahawks. I think that's going to be a fun storyline this weekend. But also Saquon Barkley. Uh, no Daniel Jones. Does that mean they're going to run a little bit more? Is he going to have any success against a very difficult Buffalo defense? Mm-hmm. I don't think he will, and that's why I think Bliss wins. But if he does, it could be a really big. Uh, it could be a big thing. Well, to keep things open, Bliss is starting Jamar Chase, and DK Metcalf did predict that Spoon, which is the I guess the new nickname for Devon with a spoon, might be shadowing Jamar Chase a little bit. Might slow him down a little bit. I don't know. We got some trash talk. We got some trash talk. I do love that. For that reason and my dislike of Brock Purdy, I will. I know I don't like Ben Bliss, but I don't like Brock Purdy more. So we're going with Ben Bliss on this one. Congratulations, Benjamin. I'm sorry, Seth. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Start playing Daniel Jones again. You'll get my pick. All right, we're moving on to the Swamp Nasties versus Derrigier. This is yours. We're getting it early because you're both two and three. Um, Lyle, you've had a rough, rough deal. You got a lot of IR going on. Um, you had a lot of buy. You got three buy, four buys, and um, you had to drop your beloved. I mean, do you want to yeah. sing like a like a like a song or anything about like the goodbye? No, what, a melody. Not only that, I've already had to drop Chubb. Uh, my my team is just it's been a rough go. Uh, and this is going to be a hell of a week. I'm starting Mac Jones, as you know. Mm-hmm. I had to look at what was on the waiver wire and just, you know, choose how I wanted to die this week. Uh, but you know what? I haven't given up hope. I, at the beginning of the season, you know, obviously, you know, Zaire and, and my Cowboys defense have carried me a long way. But I was, was that Dan, Mac I was, Jones? I was late on Mac Jones music. I do love myself some Mac Jones. And I did name my team after him. I understand that. The Patriots meltdown has not been foreseen by many, if any. Uh, it's been rough. Well, well, and how good was Mac Jones, what, the first two weeks? Right. He was getting he 57 was pass attempts. He was doing it. It was so much Mac Jones. Yeah, what happened? I Ben and it was against falling apart. Against Miami. It's the, the whole team's falling apart. Everyone's questioning will Bill Belichick stick around? Uh Emily, you're our you're our, our quarterback whisperer. I don't know how much you've been able to watch the beauty that used to be 
Mac Jones, who was a pro bowler as a rookie. But um, I don't know. Bill Belichick. Wait, he was a pro bowler as a rookie with the Patriots? Yeah, but it was also that thing where, like, you know, like a lot of people opted out. But he still got to hang out and have fun. Uh, he had good vibes. It felt like they had found their guy. He was the 15th overall pick. He fell to the New England. He looked the part. I don't know. I always thought that his quarter, his wide receivers at Alabama were better than anything he ever got in the NFL. So that's why it all fell apart. But um, no, I no. think I've told you this before. I I have like a strong kinship with the Mac Jones stands on Twitter because there's a strong overlap with the Jared Stidham stands on Twitter. Oh, um, SEC Big Twelve. Well, uh guys who were drafted by the Patriots who were maybe like not Oh, that's right. Jared Stidham yeah. drafted by the yeah. Patriots. Emily historian. Uh no, so it it kind of creates this overlap of like fans who are like not all in on these guys, but they're they love them enough to like go to bat for them and engage in conversation about them and so it creates this nice little community of like yeah, we love Mac Jones and we love Jared Stidham. And it's like, yeah, I can fall into that camp. Um, <laughs> so I I have kind of by default become like a Mac Jones fan. Wow, I didn't know about this. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on there. I don't know how to fix it. I don't no idea what uh, Bill Belichick is doing if he's even doing anything maybe he's just kind of like cruising to retirement well that's the thing he's well what he's doing two <laughs> things he's chasing the all time wins record which is like 18 games all he needs is 18 games he can be the oh, winning oh so you think he is trying pretty hard then he's well you would think he's trying to, He's yeah he wants to become the winningest coach of all time however Pete Carroll and the only reason Pete Carroll isn't winning his coach he spent all that time in college football right. but like Pete Carroll's doing great yeah. Similar age. Great yep. vibes. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe the pressure of trying to go for the being the winningest coach of all time is ripping him to pieces. Also, like Bill Belichick, like his coordinators are like he he has to know them. They're either people who worked for him before or like his family. Like he's got like kids who are his coordinators mm, and stuff. And like yeah. I don't know. That's gotta be a beginning of the end. That's what I think. I don't know. It's it's a rough deal. You it's hard to believe that this guy not just had Brady and six Super Bowls. He used to coach defenses that would ruin careers. Remember, Lyle, he made Sam Darnold see ghosts. He ruined Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold had a press conference. He was oh, like, I'm no. seeing ghosts out there. He ruined Sam Darnold. He's the entire reason Jared Goff had to leave the Rams. <laughs> he beat him so bad in the Super Bowl, Jared Goff just got thrown away. Jared Goff's career would be different if Bill oh. Belichick retired when he was, I don't know, 68. I, I don't know. I feel like uh, Goff is having a resurgence now. He is now. He's gotten yeah. past the damage of Bill Belichick. I don't know. Maybe the, one had to fade for the other to survive. Um, all right, so Mahomes got 15 points, so it's 15 to 9. Uh, Derge, I guess you can't pick this one, Lyle. It looks like you're still, you still got some catching up to do, mainly because of the quarterback position, and Pacheco didn't give you a whole lot of help. I love your pickup of Deonta Foreman. Um, it is a bummer about Jay Jeff. I'm sorry, man. I'm not going to give no, you the W. Believe me, my, my team is, uh, if I can piece anything together here, 
And that's why I had to get, I dropped Anthony Richardson. I looked at myself in the mirror and said, you know what? I could hang on to him. Yeah. But by the time week 11 or week 12 rolls around, I could be so far, it doesn't matter who I start. So, you know what? I got, I got to play for the present. If I had won, maybe one, two more games before this, it'd be a different story. Yeah. But you know what? Here we are. I got a Tyler Boyd. I hope T Higgins doesn't play. So Tyler Boyd can pick up the scraps and spoon takes on Jamar chase. That's right. That is uh, Curtis Samuel, Samuel Howell. I want Washington to pop off. Like it's just winging a prayer there. Well, you got Hawkinson. Think, He's due for a big game. Uh, and I'm, I'm waiting. I don't think I, I'm waiting for Zach Moss to get phased out. I would have traded him a while ago. Uh, there's a chance. And Darren well, Waller. He just picked yeah. up Zach Moss, which I think is, is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Moss had such a monster game, though. It's going to be hard to shelve him. But you did, you're did. you paying a whole bunch of money for uh, Jonathan Taylor, so I don't see how you can't. Can't leave him in the garage. Yeah, uh, I'm, hope, I'm hoping you pull it off because we're talking. But uh, Derek J has the upper hand right wow. now. Uh, what we're going to see. I'm going to say this one will come down to Cowboys defense. They're the reason. Cowboys and Zaire Franklin. They're going to get you out of this mess because that's how they did it in the past. Uh but if not, then, yeah, you don't stand a chance. All right, moving on to the next one, which is uh, Bryce Bryce Baby versus Mr. Antez. Uh, Jacob Moore with a 14-point advantage due to the Chiefs just absolutely crushing Denver, which we'll get into more of later. Right now, um, Antez has four quarterbacks to choose from. Um, Emily, you're, you're a quarterback expert. Uh, well, no, I guess you can't play Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's got Ryan Tannehill, who's playing in Europe versus Baltimore, and he's got Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew. Who do you think is the dynamite quarterback out of these two who might give our underdog quarterback that might give Antez a chance versus the likes of Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields? Ooh, wait. I'm sorry. I I don't know what's going on. Okay. Well, who are we picking? I I mean, if we're going for if if you're just asking me. Out of these guys, the quarterback that I think uh, Chris is going to want, I think the boomer bust guy is going to be Minshew, and part of me says I may play Tannehill over him. Whoa. Uh, Minshew just isn't going to get a lot of yards. I think he is one of those system guys that when filling in for Jalen Hurts, he could throw for up to 300-plus yards. I feel like in Indianapolis's offense – and especially now that they have Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, two just monster running backs, like their ground game, they're built, they're built differently. And I think Anthony Richardson, part of his appeal was that he was also a running quarterback. You had some weird wing T offense <laughs> in theory that you could run. So that's, I just don't think I'd like Minshew in this program and that system. Having said that, who knows, man? He could go wild. What Before if they you shut make that your game? decision? I want to keep you in mind. They're at Jacksonville, which is I'm pretty sure where they created Jean Shorts. Cut off Jean Shorts. I mean, is there more of a Minshew vibe anywhere outside of Pullman than Jacksonville? Like it's he's coming home, baby. That's that's it's a good true. One. It's true, but I mean, coming home maybe after all these years, he's a different guy. He sold the love bus when, oh. when he left Philly. 
I he shaved the stash. I think it's still in there. I think the nasty, think, the nasty is still well, there. You shaved your mustache. You're not not true. nasty. I was, being, I was projecting, but <laughs> I mean honestly, do you out of those three, I, I who would you feel comfortable with? I would. I like his combo of Baker and Gardner. I love the. I love the the attitude. I love the swagger. And Ryan Tannehill burns me at Hurts, but if Gardner and Baker burn me, I can live with it. And uh, I mean, he's really kind of also just doubling down on Indianapolis over Jacksonville by playing Jonathan Taylor. And I love the idea of Brees Hall even shredding Philadelphia because uh, oh, Emily, I don't know if you mentioned Jalen Carter hurt his ankle. Jalen Carter, current defensive player of the defensive rookie player of the year, uh, can't top candidate in Vegas. He hurt his ankle, which yep, gives some room for him well. Devon Weatherspoon. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I'm I'm on vibes with that. I also, uh, my one fear for Antez is that Jacob Moore has Chris Godwin, whom I, uh, I'd probably dropped in a, in a rush decision. So now, now that I've dropped Chris Godwin, I think he spent like 30 bucks in fab to get him. Now I'm really worried that he's going to do well. Cause they c- snake has a good, uh, he has good decision-making skills. Wait, when did you drop skills. it? Oh, last <laughs> week when, 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 uh, the minute when I saw gone. Kelsey go down, uh, I dropped Godwin and picked up Jake Ferguson because I thought I would need him for Thursday Night Football. It turns out I didn't, but uh, it was a rash decision. I didn't think it through. Um, with that, Godwin will probably do well. Uh, also, I guess Antez has the Niners defense, which, you know what we said. That's a fresh fish alert. Fresh fish yeah uh, going against uh a second string quarterback in cleveland that's going to be a horrible horrible game horrible game if you do not like san francisco the i believe the the total is already like down to 36 so that is not gonna be a lot of scoring because i also think it's like 18 mile an hour wins who knows who knows maybe maybe brock Purdy doesn't have the arm for that but you know he did play in iowa so we'll see um all right with that lyle you make the call Who's going to win? Who's the X factor? I mean, you have Jalen Hurts going against the Jets. And Justin oh, Fields. Oh, and all their corners are out, too. Yeah. I, uh, I've, that's not helping. Bryce, Bryce, baby, is kind of hitting his stride at the right time. Going to be tough to beat. Um, so, yeah, if, if Jalen and Winner. and uh, A.J. Brown got to have a big first first half. It's going to be a lot of running after that. Who knows how long they'll keep everybody in. But, I mean, there's some other interesting – I mean, Jerome Ford, is he oh, going to be able to – Oh, if we're talking about Jerome team? Ford, then all right, we're just going to give it to him. We're giving it to Snake. Snake, congratulations. Uh, unless Kyle Pitts gets some zeros for you, I think you probably got that one. All right, we're off to the Stroud boys. My beautiful Stroud boys versus uh, a team I basically created on my own. Lamarck Jandrews. Uh, I do have a healthy lead right now. Thanks to Harrison Butker kicking the shit out of some footballs. Um, but I still got to go against Josh Allen and Lamar, which I'm pretty sure they're like both top three quarterbacks or something. So I don't know. I obviously I can't do the evaluation here. Uh there's not really an underdog quarterback. I mean, Emily, is is Geno Smith still an underdog quarterback? Um, 
It's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah, I, he's established. He's established, and I'm not going to play Josh Dobbs. Uh, I'm just not going to do it. I wouldn't say he's established, <laughs> but I wouldn't say he's an underdog. I think it, it's like this in-between stage, right? Like Nope. He's going to shred oh, Cincinnati because okay. he's, he's a no, top 10. Yes, I know that, and yeah. I believe that, and you know that, and you believe it. But I, I would say, like, uh, the people. Maybe the don't people. I don't, people. I don't think he's established among, like, the people oh, looking at it. The people. They've got some learning those people do. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. They do. All right. Well, I've got a – we'll see if I have a quarterback deficiency with my beautiful C.J. Stroud and Geno Smith combo. Uh, Lyle, you take it away. What's going to happen here? Uh, versus me and, and the team that I built with uh, Lamar, Mark Andrews, Stack, and obviously what, his heavy investment in the LA Rams. I think what's funny about Lamar Andrews uh, is that he started the season, I mean, molasses slow uh, in scoring, and he's really picked it up lately. Um, so I don't think... You know, 52 is a healthy lead, and I think you need that. I do. But I think he's going to come at you with a lot of this. Uh, he is investing heavily in the Rams, but I think it pays off, especially this week. Um, Remind me how the NFC up? West thing works. It was always like one team could always beat each other. And I can't remember. The Rams would always beat us, but then we would always beat the Niners. Who did the Cardinals always beat? Did the Cardinals always beat the Rams? They, I mean, probably. I feel like that's the only one left. And then. Yeah. I mean, is I mean, you know, Vegas doesn't always get it right. If the car, if the car, could the Cardinals shut them down? Could the Cardinals shut down the beloved Rams and their Kyron slash Puka fucking combo? All right. I think they could. I'm not a big Stafford fan. I think Stafford is way past his prime, and he's Too like old. mountain from Game of Thrones. He just exists as like a zombie. Uh, so I mean, it's possible that the Rams just do can't do anything. Cardinals were good enough to beat Dallas a couple weeks ago, and not just beat like destroy. Right. Um, but honestly, do you think that will happen? I don't know. I'm worried about the Eagles versus Zach, Zach Wilson, and I'm worried about Jason Sanders kicking the shit out of some points over Carolina. So, I mean, if those two things don't happen, I think I've got it. I mean, the Cardinals taking down the Rams could help, but it's going to come down to those. I mean, it's going to come down to Jason Sanders and the Eagles, in my mind. Hopefully they go for two a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I Honestly, I think you're right. I I will say, if you're asking me to pick, I think you're going to have it because 52, 52 points is 52 points, bro. I, that's that's a, right. Suck it, Zach. You don't even stand a chance. Go. And if Dino has a big game, which Ugh. I'm loving on, I just love that idea. I think that's that's reasonable. I think if Gino puts up 20, it's yours. And I finally get to play Austin Eckler and Travis Kelsey at once. We'll see. Looking forward to it. All right. Moving on to the game of the week. The car wreck versus, uh, I can't believe it. Four and one car wreck versus four and one Andrew Bottom. What kind of sin is this, Lyle? That the auto-drafted uh, fucking Perry sipping. Uh, Sixth linebacker 
It's so stupid. How did he get two points? Wait, well, how does bottom have who got two points for Russell him? Wilson? That's right. Russell Which, fucking Wilson. It's I'm the, very Justice has to come it. Emily, I want to hear what Emily has to say about Russell Wilson. And I think it's very important we all hear it. All right. She's gonna be back in a second. Uh okay, she's going. It's just as well then. Well, but like I'm looking at it and Right now, the score, because I, I think JP still needs to add Rasheed Rice to his rosters. I'm assuming how it goes. Or maybe he's going to add T. Higgins in there. But, like, the reason for me, for Bottom's success, is his relentless investment into successful wide receivers. You got Debo, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore. And, like, those guys are all hitting. Matt Gay doing great. Dolphins defense is helping. They're going to take on Carolina. That's going to work out. And then, yeah, his quarterbacks were putting out top top 10 numbers, and it's Sam Howell and Russell Wilson. <laughs> and on his bench, he's got Desmond Ritter and Kyler Murray. This is a house of cards. It cannot last. And he continues to keep all the good linebackers, TJ Edwards wow. and Foyo Kung. The fact that, there, that anyone in this platform has – Two linebackers <laughs> rostered is he had three last right week. Three he finally right. dropped Nick Bolton, <laughs> and I think he has an extra spot on his bench. Does he not? No, it just looks like that because uh, uh, JP has he's got an extra RBYR. Like he hasn't he added. So he'll he'll probably put in either T Higgins or Rasheed Rice. Um, if bottom wins this game, he's going to be in the lead of the entire league. And I just, this is disgusting and it cannot continue. I, I, I'm fine <laughs> letting the league go to JP and Justin Herbert and Tua. Cause I think that those two big 12 quarterbacks in the NFL plus David Montgomery is having, I mean, who would know he'd be the, one of the most valuable running backs, Christian most McCaffrey, upsetting. whose hamstrings have not exploded yet. And Tony Pollard, who's doing fine. It's 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 also uh, top heavy right there, and then Sam Laporta is a top the number one tight end that he got off the wire like that's, and then Tyler Bass, the guy's averaging twenty one points a game. Uh, yeah, I get it. This is actually even almost a kicker battle, Bass versus Gay. I I don't know. Is is this is gonna be? I think this is probably gonna be the most points. I, well, I think it was gonna be until Russell put up two. So right now, JP's favored by 20 points. Yeah. What I'm, I mean, I'll be honest. JP's team is a monster. There's no way. I don't see a, a world and JP averages over 200 points a week. I don't think that's no way as, he averages. He averages over 200 points a week. That's insane. That's, that is insane. That's insane. And unsustainable, but congratulations. I give you, um, well, let me let me put it this way. It is hard to imagine because the top five picks there, but let me, whereas Russell Wilson has two points, let's assume Tr Justin Herbert outscores that by 20, even though he's going against Dallas. Is it in a world believable that Stephon Diggs gets 15 points more than Adam Thielen going against Miami? It's believable. Uh, is it believable that Mike Evans gets 15 points more than whatever wide receiver he's lost. It's believable. Debo Samuel 100%. could score as much or if more. You know what? That's what this entire game is. I just saw it. It's so clear. 
This game comes down to San Francisco. If San Francisco runs it, JP wins. If San Francisco throws it, Bottom wins. Bottom owns Debo and George Kittle. Oh, shit. No. He's got... Wait a second. The entire San Francisco offense is in this matchup? We got Brandon Ayuk, McCaffrey, Debo, George Kittle. So... If you Sam also was... have the 49ers coach, the 49ers punter, Fred Warner. My God. My God, the secret's right there. The secret being four and one is just taking a shit ton of San Francisco. Maybe Finicky isn't that complicated. So if Cleveland wins that game, this thing is kind of up for up for grabs. I I and I, I'll be honest, I do not know <laughs> what happens. If Cleveland wins this game, how in God's name? Weather. It's 18 mile an hour winds in Cleveland. Can Cleveland can Purdy even, as their quarterback? Can Purdy even throw a ball in 18 mile an hour winds? I don't know. I don't know. You know who probably can? Maybe, maybe PJ Walker. I don't know. I it's just, this this thing could be final score nine to three. I don't know. We'll see. And if so, I, I say, the I San Francisco punter will probably do pretty well. <laughs> I would love to see Bottom pull this out somehow because it would be exciting. Uh, and I think if anyone's going to do it, it's Mike Evans, Devontae, and Stefan going wild. And maybe DJ Moore. DJ Moore had, what, 49 points the other night? Against Minnesota, it's not completely out of the realm. What if Ramondi Stevenson finally shows up? What if Derrick Henry goes crazy in Europe? I don't know. There's a lot of scenarios we could throw out. Um, oh my God. This is a stupid matchup. And I can't believe these are our champions. This is what we've got to choose from. Um, I will say that Herbert Keenan Allen stack is pretty brutal, but you've got that Dallas defense. So I guess you're in that way kind of rooting against JP. I I mean, I mean, he's in my division, both he and you and, uh, and Jake, I got to root against y'all. Yeah. That's understandable. So sorry. And I, I will say I um unfortunately I am somewhat committed to the Washington Redskins oh, what are they, commander's offense. And uh because I, I and I also dropped Godwin, so I kinda have to cheer for Mike Evans. Sorry, Snake. So yeah, I guess we're both picking bottom, which sucks. But uh <laughs> bottom we're we're rooting for we're not so much picking you as we are just rooting for you. So Godspeed, DJ Moore Butts. Uh, Emily will come back. She, when she comes back, she'll let us know about Russ. We don't. I do think she's got some fun takes there. But um, as we want, I think we've gone through most. Oh, um, I was well. One thing I wanted to talk about. So Thursday night football, like they were talking about how Kelsey doesn't like run like real routes he just kind of like improvises and you can tell um Mahomes is kind of like watching him and like I'm gonna hit him when he's open because it's gonna happen and my uh, question for you nasty is is that the reason wide receivers for the Chiefs are suffering so much they kind of suck like it's because like all the attention is on Kelsey and honestly think about the other way like he looks at Kelsey and if it's too crowded near Kelsey he would just throw it so fucking deep to Tyreek Hill. He just knew he was out there. Like, that was the whole offense. It's so simple. What, there, 
with the Kansas City Chiefs this season, there is so much to unpack. They're the, I think, least liked team out of anyone who appreciates football and the most liked team by anyone who never gave a shit or does not appreciate football. Ooh, that's and hot. it makes me hate them so much. Uh, have you seen all the conspiracy theories about the refs, the holding calls that just don't happen, or if they do happen, uh, the line judge comes in and waves them off? Maybe have you Swifties. seen this? Do you think this oh, is like right. a Swifties thing? I have not seen this. I have not seen this. No, I don't. This isn't a Swifties thing, but this is a... NFL referees trying to make sure that the Chiefs are hitting the line every week. The line was 10 and a half last night, and they won 19 to 8. As someone who has been following the line the past two weeks, three weeks actually. 11 points, man. You can't, you can't, as, as I believe um, Al Michaels even said it. Well, since you can't end a game, Winning by 10 and a half, uh, 11 is important to uh, many people. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I love you, Al. I, I'm telling you, there's something going on with the Chiefs that is just so unlikable. Um, having said that, as you say about route running, I don't think they have. Do we think the receivers are that bad? Kadarius Tony, uh, is he awful? Is he bad? Um, I mean, I, He's unreliable is what he is, right? That's he true. Has, He's yeah. the guy who's dropping passes in week one that caused him to lose. Hey, speaking of teams. Yes, that's true. You know what? Their, their, their receivers are pretty bad. Speaking of teams that cover, Colorado is up 29-19 right now, and the line was 11. Let's keep Wait, an eye 29-19? Yeah, Colorado loves to cover. They've been covering all season except for, you know, that one game. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Do you see Stanford has the ball on Colorado's one and this, is about to score? Can you imagine? Oh man, um, Colorado was winning 22 to nothing. Oh, holy shit, you're right. It's first and goal on the one. Oh my god, good thing Colorado I bet that game. 22. Oh, this is wild. Way to go, Not Cardinal. Way to go, Cardinal. Season. Best in the ACC. That's what I've always said. Um, look at this fucking guy's hair. Is that the quarterback? No. No, that's too much hair for a quarterback. Well, first of all, look who he passed it to. Tiger Backmire? No gain. All right. I can't keep watching it. Um, all right. Uh, do I have any more? Oh. I've one watch if you weren't watching the Bijan highlights. Like the, the they do like no. the sky cam. You gotta look at it. They do sky cam. And like I think that he looks it, I mean, it's a different angle. We've never seen it before, but it looks insane. He looks too gifted. Um, I think it's B. John Robinson cover of Madden next year. Call him a shot uh, right now. Call him a shot. I'm watching it here against the Packers. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, he's got a whole like sponsorship deal, and he does this crazy shit where he just he doesn't even look like he's even looking at the ball. Like he's just he catches it without looking, and then just like people are missing and like he's not even doing a whole lot, but like, he's just so shifty that I don't know. It's in slow-mo. You can't really, I don't know. I've never tackled anyone. And it looks like a hold actually. Okay. Well, look at you. Look at you and your hold awareness. Yeah, my holds. Um, I will say I bet Cowboys to beat Niners last week because I thought Trey Lance would <laughs> provide playbook details. Like, Hey, the Cowboys got Trey Lance. He was their starting quarterback. I was like, he's going to tell them the whole offense. 
Turns out it doesn't fucking matter. Or yes, this Trey isn't Lance, like Houston where you bang a couple trash cans for a fastball, Julian. Right. Or Trey Lance never knew the offense to begin with. Literally, both are believable. Uh, well, uh, honestly, even if he did, he was. I mean, he was practically out by the time they got McCaffrey, and I think things changed when they when they acquired him. So. Emily and I were both there for the end of the, uh, the end of the run, end of the career. We watched uh, his knee get exploded by the Seahawks. We were there. Right. Yeah, we watched. We watched the end of Trey Lance. Uh, you, you know what's crazy? I and I don't know if I'm crazy on this. Knee injuries this year are insane. I feel like there's like a 400% uptick. It's kind big, of scary. It's big grass. Big grass is going out there getting everyone's knees so they can start selling their grass to the stadiums. It's, it's big. Um, it's the Coke big, Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Coke Brothers, the guys who own um, what a fucking turf fielder, whatever the shit anyone puts on their grass. That's big fertilizer is coming for you. That's what it is. <laughs> Um, it's true though. I couldn't believe that the Seahawks actually have fake grass. I didn't realize that. But no one seems to get hurt on our gra- our fake grass. And like more Cardinals, more Seahawks have died on the Cardinals real grass than anything I know. So I don't know. I think it's just a quality of surface. I think that's it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, players players do prefer natural grass. But but explain the Arizona Cardinals stadium where careers go to die. And ACLs and Achilles well, and brains and necks. It's Phoenix. Like I feel like the it's too hot. Just, you can't right. have real grass out there. Well, they, you got, they you like got, wheel it out for a short period of time, then they throw it back you inside. I don't know. I don't know how grass works. All right, we can finish on a positive note. Um, all right, Lyle, I'm giving it to you. We're gonna talk. I don't know. What do you? Is there, is there something specifically you want to finish on? No, I mean, the Cougs are close to my heart this week. So we're going up against Britt Browning's Arizona Wildcats. Oh, that's Get right. Britt's a Wildcat. Yeah, we're not bearing down this week, buddy. I'm sorry. But we got to right the ship against uh, Arizona and then take our talents to Eugene to beat the Ducks next week. I'm hoping Oregon beats UW this week and then we can take out top five Oregon next week and that will put us back where we need to be that will be fantastic but here we go here's to hoping someone needs to distract bottom and keep him away from every college football stadium out there for the next few weeks probably till uh, the holidays but uh, I honestly don't think it's crazy that the Cougs are still in the discussion for for winning the Pac-12 he's a great quarterback He's not going to win the Heisman. I thought that was crazy. Still kind of crazy. But you know what? He's good enough to lead a team with some solid victories. Andrew Bottom, you stay away from Eugene when the when the Cougs get down there. Um, Emily, thank you for your analysis on our rookie quarterbacks. Everyone knows where the value is. Everyone, good luck this week. I hope the start-sit information was helpful. This has been the Finicky Football Podcast. Lyle slash butch thanks for coming on and yeah. uh and t- showing yes. us the way it's gonna happen we're gonna be the kooks and we're gonna be in the pack too and it's gonna be the best we're gonna have millions of dollars good finicky and good night i'm gonna jinx us with the millions of dollars thing <laughs>
Well, 